Welcome to episode 147 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. From the town of Strattenheim. This is Steve, a.k.a. Kilowagi. With me, as always, is Scott Prime. How's it going? Hey, everybody. I'm in Strattenheim. Are you really in Strattenheim? No. Where is Strattenheim? It is, um, hold on, I'm going to back out of this map. (laughs) It is uh, just east of uh, Taliban. No, I'm saying that wrong. Oh, yeah. Talib. Well, it might be Talib. Talib Hine. Talibine. Which is T-A-L-A-B. Heim. Hmm. Which is in the land of Palambek land. Palabek land. None of that helps. T-A-L-B-E-C. Oh, where's ours? Oh, which is um, <laughs> just further east of... Um... Fantasy geography today. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um... It's further east than, like, you know, uh, Altadorf on the Old World map. Oh, okay. It's now... between Altadorf and uh, Ostermark. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got that. I've been there. Uh, yeah, Ostland is up to the north, and then Averland is, you know, to the south. You know, you at know one point at? when we were doing the podcast, we didn't always do a physical place. We just kind of fell into that hole. Because it used to be the number one blowboat podcast that blah 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 or that does blah 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 you know we did yeah, different know. things yeah i know i know we've turned into like we have to have a location yeah and a mascot so uh <laughs> welcome to the strattenheim's um spiders there we go regular <laughs> spiders not arctic crack spiders no 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 that that's why they didn't make it that makes sense so how have you been um pretty good um, I mean, I guess good. I, maybe I'm not good. Maybe that was one of those depressed. I'm doing great God. things. <laughs> uh, I need a hug. Okay. Well, it's 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 actually been stressful around here. We have a you know, I have a nephew graduating from high school. Uh, yeah. Jennifer's son Parker's graduating from high school. I have a child who likes to ditch school. I have another child who. The let me tell you something. The COVID kids. Don't want no school. They're like, well, I did everything online. What? Why does it matter? Uh, COVID well, adults are like that too, because uh, I don't want to work in office. I know. I'm just. I. I really fear for twenty years from now they're gonna have like news things about. Remember this generation? You know, like we were the latchkey kids or whatever. Yeah. And and we got effed up in whatever ways, or maybe there's some good things. And I'm not saying everything with these kids that. <laughs> lived through COVID as children are going to turn out bad. That's not what I mean. No, I'm just saying not. there is going to be some social effect of it for sure. Oh yeah. That, that they'll, you know, in 60 years, they'll be talking to like some 70 year old lady who's re talking about it or whatever. But <clears throat> I mean, I can't imagine living through, you know, the world's coming to an end plague, which is how the news media made it out to be for a long time. So <laughs> Well, I mean, if we didn't get the vaccine, then yeah, kind of was. <laughs> so if it keeps mutating, who knows? But so I, I, I'm yeah. very much, uh, very much worried about all our children, and it's just been hectic with family and going to graduation. There's like 75 events that I don't remember me going through as a child, but I know I must have. But you know, you have this event and this luncheon and then you got to go to there's awards things and even no. band things and 
There was anyway. growing up. There was a if you were in band or group, you had a dinner. That was pretty much it. Yep, and, we did that for Wakeland. And then for graduation, we had rehearsal, and then graduation, and that was well, it. There was no other so, BS. But now, well, yes. I talked to I talked to my dad. Do you, do you not have a little like graduation get together before graduation night? Nope. I talked to my father on Friday when I saw him at my nephew's and he said, yes, we had a little get together at the house and it was just mainly family. And I was like, okay, I just don't recall it. Oh, you know? no, I didn't do that. Um, nobody cared about me enough. So that's fine. Well, you were the very, <laughs> very, very last child. Yeah. And it, I mean, even to me, it was like it graduated high school. Big deal. You have to. I mean, what's the matter? I didn't yeah. want to go to my graduation. That's kind of how I felt too. So. You know, um, I had, the only gift I got from graduation was my brother Greg got me, and if someone else got me something, if they're listening somehow, I just forget, Um, but he got me a Jansport backpack, like a nice one for college to put books in, and I'm like, this is awesome. I used that backpack religiously up until I bought a better one to go to World Cup four years ago. That's how long that's I used really cool. it. Oh, that's a he got you a good solid backpack. It was friend. great, but yeah, anytime I did a day trip, I just you know loaded up with clothes, went down to Dallas, or whatever. It was awesome. Speaking of World Cup, yeah. Um, since we're being chitty chatty, how long until that happens? Um, beginning of September is when it happens, and okay. so not I was just curious too long. And they haven't officially released the numbers yet. But it's over 2,200 people. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. I'd I'd be crapping bricks if we ever hit 100 people at one of our events that we had to run. I can't imagine, like, you know, times 22 of that, so. Well, we'll hit 100 eventually. may not be this year because everyone seems to be slowing down. And maybe not because there's so many freaking tournaments going on now. You know, before, it was like, yeah, we would drive to Austin because that was the closest tournament besides ours. And now, you know, people like, we've got five tournaments in Houston. We got three in Austin. We got two in San Antonio. We got. Oh, there's a ton now in those little Texas cities. Yeah. I mean, they just are. Of course. And Um, some, uh, and (laughs) don't take offense to this Floridians. (laughs) Uh, Some of it can be like the Florida effect where you try a league and, you know, people are busy. But if you try. You know, six to seven tournaments throughout the year, your people can make yeah. some time and show up to a tournament. So, I mean, I think I, at least that's what I heard. I can't remember if I'm, don't quote me on this because I could be wrong. Jim Luff can, you know, chime in on, or anything like that at any point. But I thought the idea was, is like, yeah, we can't, it's hard to get people into a weekly, you know, type or a monthly league. So mm-hmm. we just do tournaments and then people, you know, the 30 people, there's always 18 of them free to show up for tournaments, so we have some nice little, uh, you know, attendance for for, for uh, events and stuff. So, I we were talking about this actually not too long ago, um, me and Gary and stuff about like how many events and stuff are down there in Texas, especially in like Houston. Like, yeah. And I said, yeah, it's kind of got the Florida effect, and he didn't know what it, I meant by that, and I didn't mean it like a in a degrading way whatsoever. I mean, it would be awesome to have, you know, eight tournaments around here that we weren't running so I could just either go or not go. <laughs> well, so. it's possible. And that's the thing is, uh, I was talking to someone at the tournament I went to and I basically told him, you know, it's tournaments require 
someone to run one consistently, and then others will pop up. That's mm-hmm. always been the case. Sure. Like, and, you know, conversely, like when Johnny and Extreme got out of it, the Midwest tournament kind of collapsed some. Yes. Those two I mean, are not running as many my... tournaments, so it doesn't seem there may, may be some up there still, but or up here, but it's a lot less. Yeah, I mean, for a while that was the hotbed. So yeah, at least from our perspective, I mean, I could be wrong. Somebody might chime in and say, <laughs> "Hey, man, we still run a ton of tournaments," but um, yeah, it feels like like when Johnny Extreme kind of stopped, Mike started slowing down, and when you get your like pillars mm-hmm. stop stop running events, then it kind of goes down. So. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows. So. Of course. Um, sp- speaking of ebbs and flows, it's not really ebbs and flows, but uh, our Blood Bowl League is still 22 strong. That's crazy. I must admit that I'm very worried about this month because either other people have got caught up in weddings and graduations and stuff all yeah, like of course. this too. Yeah. Um, that there's a lot more games left to be played at the end of this month than there ever has been. So I just don't know if people are getting caught up with life, but um, I think we still got like eight games left and we're recording this on a May 21st. So, which is unusual. You know, we still have like, like I said, eight, nine games left to be played out for this month of May, but yeah, 22 people still, I think almost everybody has uh, almost everybody is a, uh, ready for the playoffs i think they got their uh looking right now at my league i got one person two people uh three four i only have four people who haven't played seven or more games hmm. to qualify for the playoffs so and the other ones should make it by the end of the season if everything gets played um nobody's canceled a game yet thank god that's cool and um <laughs> i'm in uh first place with my nurgle team and I'm telling you, I think I never like to lose, so be careful <laughs> what I'm saying here. <laughs> but I know I am going to lose. But let me tell you something. Being nine games in and haven't lost yet with Nurgle, the pressure is getting so high <laughs> that, like, I thought I was going to have a heart attack last game. Have you played Drew but yet? I have not played Drew yet. Okay. It's You know, you don't play a lot of – you don't smell some people at all with – when you're only going to play maybe maximum 11 games and there's 22 people in your league, hmm. you know, it's just because yeah. I do it all random, you know, I just random it up yeah. with some dice and then pair people up. And if uh, somebody's already played, I just move down to the next person to start p- pairing them up. And it's so far, nobody's played anybody twice because I have a rule that like for the first half of the season, you won't. And yeah. at most you might play somebody again because well, that many people you shouldn't are, have to. Yeah, with this many people, we're going to make it again for the second straight year of not playing anybody the same. And so what you're um, saying is you're dodging Drew. I'm dodging Drew, yes. Okay, that I, makes I, sense. I actually don't roll dice for me. Yeah, I pick the lowest people I haven't played yet, and <laughs> then I play them. I mean, that's what they call commissioner privilege. <laughs> this is the second time I've had to give this <laughs> BS, because Gary was giving me a hard time yesterday, too. And yet, he hasn't played Drew either, so of course. screw him. Um, well, he is your friend, so of course, commissioner friend. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a Choctaw connection. No, Nurgle. I went from like the Choctaw connection sounds like a horrible but amazing seventies movie. <laughs> I mean, like, it could Pump be, would I mean, be all over that. I mean, Choctaw is not named after the Indian, 
the Indian tribe. It is named after the 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 train company or whatever that ran through there. So, <laughs> so you could be like you know mafia run trains and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, Nurgle gets expensive once you finally stay a little bit healthy. Yeah. Or get skills. I went seven games with only four total skills on my guys. God. It was two bloaters with block, one pestigore with block dodge. I went seven games with four or less skills. Yeah, but they're a good team. You don't really need a lot of skills. So that might be optimal. <laughs> um, so I, I probably talked about this before, and I know this is a long opening segment, but I don't know where else to place this. People um, enjoy it. What's that? People enjoy it. Well, they can skip um, ahead. Yeah. We put the times on the website. So, Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I, I was looking back. Two games I won were both, both, both games I won against both Black Orc teams. I caught my own kickoff, basically. Jeez. You know, like, I kicked to him the second half, and the ball, you know, goes only like three squares, and I roll the blitz action, catch my own ball, or, or don't catch it, but I surround it, and then yeah. I go on to win two to one. Both games were like that. Uh, one game against dwarves. I don't know if I've we've talked since then. Um, foul appearance worked. I think nine to eleven times. Really? Um, the, <laughs> I thought it was nine times. The guy yesterday was telling the story to somebody else <laughs> up at the store, going, "Yeah, I played Scott, and it was eleven times." So he he might have a more accurate <laughs> re- recollection of the game since you know we always remember the bad. So he said it was 11 times with like four of them coming on blitzes. Um, and that's just a big deal. When yeah, that's huge. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I got disturbing or foul appearance. Yeah, it's huge, especially against dwarves. Yeah. Um, the last game I played, which was against the Underworld team, I gave like 340 uh, in, in inducements. And, uh, you know, he had a roster of like, I think 13 guys. He got Hack Flim and two babes. Or babes, not babes. What are the kegs now? Kegs. Kegs, sorry. I had to actually teach somebody that, like, oh, they used to be called babes because they were Bloodweiser babes and not kegs, and everything got changed. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I really didn't know that. I was wondering why you guys, the older guys, said, said babes. <laughs> um, this game, he takes Hack Flim. Ready? Mm hmm. He gets the kickoff, which I'm like, God, man. I kick the ball. He sneaks two snotlings on the pitch. The kickoff event is officious ref. Oh, no. We randomize <laughs> the ref. He gets in an argument with Hack Flim. We roll a one. <laughs> Hack Flim is ejected. God. Uh, so I hate at that. that point, the guy I was playing took it way, way, way better than I ever would in my life. Yeah. Um, we were even joking that <laughs> the ref counted heads, and he was like, "There's 13 players out here," so he kicked off <laughs> Hack Flim because he had two heads. That <laughs> and, works, yeah. And that's how Hackflim got in an argument. Like, no, I'm one person, dude. That's not me. You can't do this to me. I didn't jump. You know, I was here from the beginning. He's like, you're out of here, buddy. <laughs> <clears throat> we resolved the kickoff event. 
the first block he does is to one of my bloaters and he casualties him. Miss next game. I can't regen because I'm like one for nine out of regen in all season. Um, he moves all the way up. Like he goes, I'm just going to go for it. And so he moves all the way up and I could get to one of his guys. I, I believe with the ball, mm-hmm. it was either a ball or a snarling just to get in place. I, I blitzed with my good Pestigore. I was one square away, just one, just one little rush or go for it for us old guys. And I roll a one. I went ahead and re-rolled it because I didn't want the, you know, him's armor to break like I knew it would. <laughs> and um, I fall and my armor breaks and thank God it's just a stun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he moves up again. He makes a bunch of blocks, stuns a bunch of guys. I still have one tiny chance to get to him as long as I clear off one block. I roll with my bloater. This is turn two. Uh, double skulls. And I'm like, I got to play the long game. I can't waste another reroll here and maybe be out of him. And he still might score because he has a blodger with the ball. Mm-hmm. I got a runner on the team. Um, he scores turn three. We kick off. The next thing is get the ref, which I thought was super thematic <laughs> that like Underworld is mad about it. They score. They run the ref out of the the stadium, <laughs> and I even got a kick out of that. So I th- I just thought that was funny, fluff wise and stuff. But um, yes, I did manage to grind out a, a touchdown near the end, and then I somehow got mixed up on turns, and I pleaded with him like, "No, you still got a you still got a turn. We set up for a kickoff." And he goes, "No, it's halftime." And I was like, "No, no, you have one turn left." And he goes, "Oh, okay," and I. He didn't put anybody in the back. And I was thinking, God, this is a weird move. I tried to throw a goblin. So I'm pretty sure he knew I was wrong <laughs> on the turn marker, and he didn't take advantage of me. Okay. Given, because I kicked off to him, so yeah. he went first. Yeah. Because um, that was like a weird exchange. But I didn't realize that until I was driving home. Like, oh, my God, I'm an idiot. I gave him an extra turn. <laughs> well. And he could have thrown a. But anyway, um, yeah. And then the second half, he swarmed the crap out of me like super quick. And I mean, there was six guys. I couldn't pick up the ball to save my life. Yeah. And then, um, pulled it out, pulled it out near the end. He had one turn left and nothing happened, but I am so expensive now, Steve. It's ridiculous. From here on out, I'm giving everybody like 200 K inducements. It just boggles my mind. You're able to rattle off a game like that. What's that? I just can't do that. Like, well, I I, I went to the tournament and I had I I had to you know I took notes because I used my note sheet that I've been trying to perfect, and then I came home and wrote a narrative so I actually could speak better than uh well then uh the next turn I kick the ball oh <clears throat> I got only one foul appearance the whole game or he it only worked once the whole game so I had a game that went like nine or eleven. And then this game, it's just, it fell back to one, which uh, is so weird. That makes sense, I guess. And my rot spawn has 14 points. So it's either God. like, do I get, do I give him stand firm and guard? Or do I just cash these all in and take a block? Uh, so tempting. I don't know. Yeah, my, on the Houston League for the PS, or uh, Blood Bowl 3, I'm still in first with seven wins, two draws. I'm undefeated as well after nine weeks. The problem nice. is the top five is, well, the top three 
are 23, 22, and 20 points. And then fourth is 20 points. So it's anyone's game almost. And then this week I go up against TJ's human team, which are 5, 1, and 3. So I got to try to take him down. Well, I would say, like, we were playing some in that little, like, practice PC league. But for Cobble, it's not moving at all. And I'm about ready to just not worry about it. I got on Jeff, and he said he was going to mention it, but he didn't. So, nah, oh well. Jeff's too nice. He is. And I know Jeff listens, so he's going to hear this. And <laughs> then he's going to feel bad, and he's going to, like, apologize to me. And, Jeff, I don't want you to apologize to me. It's not your fault. You're playing your games. Yeah. Um, I think that sometimes is a little bit of. The hardest thing about being a commissioner is telling people, get your damn games done. Well, it's riding people's butt. And when you don't know some people, like some people from that league, have, Jeff's never met. Yeah. You know, he hasn't met some of these people. And Jeff's not a mean person. And he's not even a Scott person, meaning like, I can be a dick if I want to. Right. <laughs> I got told that I was being too much Scott. So I'm like either, is that an adverb or a verb? Being too uh, much Scott? Yeah, that's probably how they mean it. Yeah, and I'm like, wow. I've become like something in English. <laughs> I'm not so good in Can, English. Congrats, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, you pulled a Scott. I was coming off to Scott. Okay, that's fair. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Two in someone's face. Okay. You're mean. Anyways, I'm me. I'm a a jerk. (laughs) That's my children. Oh, did I tell you my child got a job? Oh, no. Really? Yes. I assume the oldest one. (laughs) Yes. Where at? No, it's just... So you you parents out there who are listening, and you have like a 14-year-old teenager in their their buttholes, one day they're going to work. And one day you're, I haven't lived long enough to, after her first shift, she came in the car and she's like, oh, dad, I don't know how you like stand up all the time at your job. Now I know why you're tired. And I was like, honey, you only worked like three hours. (laughs) (laughs) But, but Uh, we, uh, I think you're starting to develop a little bit of appreciation of some things. So, yeah, she's not 14 though. Right. No, 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 no. Okay, well, we're you... driving. We got we got our license too this week. Which, okay. If I'm gonna be super honest, kind of shocked me. So that she passed. She can drive really well, actually. Um, she has that like kind of anxiety moment of oh, if you yeah. have to make a decision. It's you gotta you know sometimes you have to respond in life. <laughs> mm-hmm. You remember that time we were driving up the highway and that truck almost flipped and <laughs> oh yeah after we got through it you go thank you your your reaction was really good. <laughs> it's it's important to have good reactions when you're driving. <laughs> uh, I think she gets overly nervous and then locks up and you can't do yep. that sometimes driving. So my concern is is that like every teenager she's probably going to get in a little wreck and then be smooth from there on out. So. Yeah. I was surprised that she, she said the guy kind of tricked her. She's he's like, let's go practice for a while and then we'll take your test. And she goes, okay. And then afterwards he's like, all right, drive us back. And she's like, what about the test? And he's like, oh, the, you already went through the test. That's a good way to do it. Because when like, I, I did mine, nervous. I freaked out. Like, and yeah, uh, that's what she would have done. Uh, the, he wanted me to do parallel parking and I almost turned into the car. And I'm like, this is freaking parallel parking. We don't do it in Oklahoma. 
And yeah. I parked at one point. And he goes, okay, and now what do you do? I go, uh, turn off the car. But then what? Uh, take the seatbelt off. And then what? Get out of the car. What do you want me to do, dude? He's like, the handbrake. Like, I've never used that in my life. To this day, I've never used the handbrake in my life. Um, like, I've used mine maybe three times in my life. I mean, if I'm parked uphill, then yes, I understand I need to use it. I've never parked that way, so... Eh. I get it. Well, that's driving tips from Stephen Scott. New Golly, segment. we're getting like all our like random... We haven't chatted in a while. Out, like right here in, a, in, a, in the beginning. It's the longest beginning in a long time. You know, oh, in my last game too, I killed a guy and yeah. raised a Nurgle rotter. Yeah. And so here's what I learned, folks. This is in true play. I should have. It's pretty obvious now that thinking back, I got the lineman rotter and I thought I got it for free. And you do for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. You have to buy him just like he was a journeyman at the end of the game. You do? So I hit, yeah, so I hit the button because I wanted just to oh. have his name Skitter on my lineman, you know, my roster for a brief period of time. Yeah. And I wasted 35k doing so. Now, I'm the commissioner. I would not ever bought that if I knew <laughs> that. And somebody else could have told me the same thing and I would fix their roster. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to do that, but. Yeah, I, it, I, I hate how many new rules I'm learning. Because um, even at the tournament, like, you know, someone threw a bomb and then they went, wanted to go, you know, throw a teammate. And I'm like, if you can't throw a teammate, you ought to use pass. I'm like, oh, I did? I'm like, oh, you threw a bomb. It's pass action. Oh, okay. And then later on, we come to find out, it doesn't count as a pass action. Yeah, I was starting to say, I think you're wrong on that. But. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. He should know his rules better. I mean, no, you're right. We all, we've read the rules. Yeah. At least I have. I know I've read the book. I just, my brain just has the old, I guess this is getting old. No, it's just the new rules are not different enough. They made slight changes to a lot of things, and it's hard to keep track of a lot of it. Right. I mean, And I've, then stuff that we don't use. When's the last time I threw somebody the same time I tried to throw a bomb? Right. You know, never. I bet you eight out of... 11 of my games, not 8 out of 11, that's the wrong ratio. Well, I've played nine games. I bet you six out of the nine games I played this season for the with Nurgle, yeah. people did know that you rolled the, the foul appearance before you ever moved like a blitz. I hate that too. I mean, I, I, I feel like it's unfair because when it works, it's so amazing mm-hmm. and crushing. So, okay. anyway. Well, uh, on today's docket, we've got... Uh, like I said, I went to a tournament, so we'll talk about that first segment. Second segment, we're going to talk about, um, this is going to seem very similar to last episode. We've talked about tournament and figures. Uh, this one's going to be tournament and figures. So we got new figures from GW, and then a couple other figures have been shown. We're going to talk about those. And then, once again, another mystery segment for the third segment, which I will spring upon Scott when we get there. Yeah, that's kind of freaking me out. Should be used to it by now. Yeah, it's the typical. We didn't plan for anything, so Steve just throws something out there and see what happens. Well, we could have planned something. So we could. Anyways, let's get to it. We, in the future, will we plan better? So we say. Yeah, we need to go back to our like fluffy segments because I'm tired of seeing like 
super terrible names from people. It yeah. makes I want to go old white guy on all these team <laughs> names and things and people go like, I'm playing with the, the chestnut Miller kebabs <laughs> or something stupid. And it just drives yeah. well, that's actually not bad compared to some of them. But <laughs> You can't even like, make a bad one. The, Your mind doesn't tonight, let you. Tonight I'm playing Coliseum Assault versus the new generation. And I'm like, what the F is this? I'm not, I'm, again, those aren't horrible, horrible names. I mean, it's terrible. Can you even come up with a horrible name? Can't. <laughs> like, does your mind not. even let you come up with one? Look, dude, I want oh, okay. to write every bad team name down I see and then, like, have a segment where I just blurt it out <laughs> and I shame people. But all it's going to do is make people think I'm a bigger jerk than I am. Wow. And then they're going to hate me even worse. 20-minute segment of Scott shaming team names. You've been be Scott Shane. If you told me like we could do that, like <laughs> we should have just done it with somebody else's voice. Like have Alan do it. <laughs> like I write down my response and Alan rereads it. <laughs> just called. We can just call it "Not Both Down Approved" and just read name after name after name and sell a T-shirt. It says "Not Both oh Down Approved." God. I was. Yeah. Not both well, down. then you're gonna get people like Keller who just do nothing but try to. Of make course. Bad names yeah. Up. Kelly, you don't have to do it. Everybody else does. So, Okay, well, right. now we're going to go into the next segment. Now I'm done. Okay, first segment, we're going to be talking about my trip recently to the Brawl for the Berg. This was... Brawl? So this is Pittsburgh? Yeah, it was located just out of Pittsburgh in... Coraopolis, Pennsylvania. See, now that sounds like an old world name. I know. Kind of, it's made out of coral and yeah, something like that. Uh, C-O-R-A-opolis. But yeah. Okay. Uh, A.J. Murray ran it. He's come to our tournaments before. Friend of the podcast. Cool guy. He did the art. He does the art for Chaos Cup all the time. He does a lot of Super Show logos, too. Does he? Some of the artwork for Super Show. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Or at least it used to. I don't know if he still does. But Is Super Show still going on? Like, not in a very oh, yeah. mean way, but I haven't seen no. much about it. They're still going on, and I mean, from the community standpoint, it looks like it's going strong. I, I don't I don't want to, like, bag it, because I don't know, because I yeah. haven't bought hardly any pro- product or anything lately, because we're just not playing it locally. So Makes sense. <clears throat> it looks like the, you know, tournament's... And uh, conventions and stuff like that are still going strong. So that's good. Anyways, AJ's done several logos in the past for them for sure. Hmm. Uh, this was on May sixth, and it's nice because it started kind of later in the day. It's only a couple hours away from here. Um, Four so, rounds, three rounds, three rounds. So since it was only three rounds, okay. I was able to go and come back the same day. And nice. um, I was kind of hesitant because my car was giving me issues. But uh, I went anyways and left. And my car was just like, you want to go to 70 miles an hour? Nah, we're not doing that. And then you want to go up a hill? Sure, we can go up the hill, but we're going to lose power the whole time you do. So that was an adventure getting there. Finally got there. And really cool old town. Like it was in the downtown area. So I parked. And... It was at Fabricators Forge, 
which is, I guess, just a really cool shop, but more so. Because apparently they own this whole building. It's a old police station. And the second floor is all the gaming area. And I was told the first floor they have like set up um, some painted models for show. And then they have studios for live streaming and other stuff. But it's really neat. Um, the second, okay. like I said, the whole floor had multiple rooms, had like a a room for where we were at that had the big, you know, Warhammer tables and all the, that type of stock. Then it had a smaller room with like a lot of board games and a board game table, one of the fancy ones. Um, it had a, like a ton of lockers. It had a, almost a full kitchen. It was just missing. So like, people, lockers to like, I come up there every Wednesday so I could rent a locker mm-hmm. for the month and keep my Blood Bowl team in there? Yep. Wow. And like, like I said, that. it had almost a full kitchen with all kinds of product you can buy and check out yourself. Then had a giant magic or card room, which was massive, and even had a door open to the outside. Because it's weird, two-story, but the way the hills are, the second story opens out into a parking lot. Hmm. So that's kind of neat. And one of the awesome things is if you remember the club, it's open 24-7. So you just go, since they own the whole building, you can just go put in your code at the door and hang out. Which would be amazing. Wow. So they really trust their people. Yeah, not joke. But. Well, you maybe give codes to only those you really trust anyway, so. Well, like I said, you had to be part of the the club, and I'm sure they have cameras, and it keeps track of who logs in with the codes and stuff, so. I got you. Well, that's true. I'm sure it's not that big of an issue. Credit card on, on standby if you break stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, when I got there. It was 20 to 30 minutes after registration opened, but the door was locked. So, like, that sucks. Uh, I got to talking to a guy also there for it, and his name was Tony. And since we were waiting, we kind of talked for a while. And he was taking vampires, and he'd been playing them in the league. And he's really enjoying them. Got to talk about, you know, he's like, oh, you're from Oklahoma? I'm like, yeah, well, that's really cool. You know, we had some people from, uh, I think, Michigan, he said. And I was like, oh, I think they might know who that is. And, yeah, uh, Sean Cowley went there with his brother last year. Sean Cowley goes to everything. He he kind of does, yeah. That is so his So he's either, he's like green shirt guy from WWE. Like, if you watch <laughs> any live WWE event in yeah. any He's right there in the front row. Who knows how he has the money to do all this stuff? And it's none of my business. The good <laughs> thing is, is Sean Kelly is like super effing nice. Yeah. Generous. And like, it's like, are you like an angel watching out <laughs> for us? And you're just checking out to see if we're well behaved and stuff. Cause you're everywhere. He is. And he's just a great guy to hang out with too. So I don't, I don't know if his like job allows him to do, like he travels for his job, like Brian too, because Brian too's almost everywhere. Yeah, so. he's a lot less places now since he did change jobs. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he changed jobs like a year or two back, I think, maybe longer. Yeah, I feel like I've been out of the super travel circuit well, myself. So for like, sure, well, COVID did not help. Um, right. But anyways, uh, I'm I'm not really teasing Sean. No. I'm teasing him in a jealous way. Like I wish I 
could be like you. Of course. Or at least have your money. <laughs> um, Maybe not the stress that comes with your money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, stress is no fun. Actually, I'm fine. I'll just I'll stick with my life. So Let's once try be guys. I don't want to be the nice guy everywhere. Eventually, they let us in. They didn't realize the door was locked. Um, so got in, talked to a guy named Ryan who had a really cool shirt, hockey jersey of his team. And he's the one who sent me a message about the tournament. I already knew about it, but he sent me a message to the podcast about, hey, you're in the area. Why don't you come check this out? So cool. it was cool. And uh, met a couple other guys who also listened who said, we were going to message you about it, but didn't know if you wanted to come this far or not. I'm like, two hours is not that much. So, Yeah, we're from Oklahoma. Yeah. Two hours is like not, not far at all. Oh, and thankfully the car is now fixed. It cost me 600 bucks, but it's fixed. And it's actually better than it has been since I got it. This, uh, this freaking car has been a nightmare the whole time, but whatever. I'd like you to go about five months without like an event. I would love that. That sounds amazing. Let's see if it happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're all right. What? Well, the car counts, so we're going to say your reset to zero. Yeah. So, so the car, and then like the two, yeah, sure. 20 minutes after leaving more, hitting, you know, the car breaking down. Well, that was your reset. And then, anyways, keep going. Yeah. So ultimately, we ended up having 14 people. Good size for the okay, tournament. That's good. Yeah, not yeah. a problem. Like I said, this is the brawl for the Berg. Uh, we have to have, it was kind of basically the uh, World Cup build. Okay. Um, but exactly. No. Or... Actually, I lied. I took my World Cup build. I was able to do it okay. because of the rules, but anyways. Um, you, you're saying you took the roster for your World Cup, like a practice? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you have to have 11 before hiring a star player. Um, tier 1, no star players. Amazon, Chaos Dwarf, Dark Elf, Dwarf, Human, Lizard, Necro, Norse, Orc, Undead, Skaven, Underworld, Wood Elf. Tier 2, 0 to 1 star player. Black Orc, Chaos Chosen, Chaos Renegade, Elven Union, High Elf, Imperial Nobility, Corn, Nurgle, Odor Alliance, Slon, Snotling, Tomb Kings. And Tier 3, Zero to Two Star Players, Goblin, Halfling, Ogre, Vampire. So, after creating your team, you get a budget based on the tiers. Tier 1 is 140k, Tier 2 160, Tier 3 200. So, a little bit less than World Cup. But basically, I just had my World Cup roster without a one reroll. Okay. Um, and then the thing that I didn't think about, which other people did, because I mean, it's not something you normally see and had no business being on World Cup roster, uh, additional skills as and or stat upgrades. So the skills, yeah, of course. But the stat upgrades, I completely didn't account for. The budget according to the following costs. Primary is 20. Secondary is 40. AV plus 1, 10K. Move, 20. Passing, 30. Agility, 40. Strength, 80. And one player may have two primary skills added. A player might not have a skill and a stat bonus. Only one stat bonus per player. So, like I said, that'll come into play later. But I did not even think about it. And then they had a special rule, welcome to Blitzburg. When opposition player is knocked down by a block that is part of a blitz action, you may apply an additional plus one modifier to the AV roll 
for each PAL that was not chosen as the block result. So theoretically, that's really good for me as a Norse team, because if I'm blitzing, I take the both down, I got a both down and a PAL, then I can take the both down and have an extra one on the armor. Okay. So, it's a, it's a neat little thing. It didn't come into play too often. I think it came into play maybe twice, if I remember correctly. So, that all makes sense? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot there. It was a lot there, but like, that's the yeah. boring stuff. I didn't want to go too far into it. Yeah, that's fine. So, round one, I went up against Ryan Tambellini, his Brookline Brawlers, the Black Orcs. He's the guy that messaged me about the podcast. He had uh, three black. He had four Black Orcs, one with Russell, one with AV plus one. Oh, he had another Black Orc. Sorry. So he had two with plus one AV. Then he had three Black Orcs, one with Russell. He had Bomber and a Bribe. So right from the gate, somebody's using the plus one AV. Mm-hmm. He had a trained troll with strong arm and brawler. He had five bruisers, and two of them had minus one agility. And I was so confused when I saw that on his roster, minus one agility. I'm like, you could take negatives to your agility? New rules. So adding agility means minus one to the roll. <laughs> right? I got gotcha. you. Right. I yeah. Gotcha. It threw me for a loop. Um, uh, that's okay. When my, when my bloater got like edge busted, I was just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Uh, old man. New five, five agility. This is amazing. <laughs> uh, he, a glitch in the tour play system. He also had three rerolls and two coaches and a cheerleader. And it was really neat. He had his uh, draft list all printed off and laminated. He had some stickers and stuff to give away for his team. It's really awesome. Maybe jealous I didn't have stuff to, you know, hand out to people. Although I did take some of our big deal figures and hand them out to people. Just as a nice way of, you know, showing off. Bribing people? Mm-hmm. And pens. Pens are always good. Bribing people? Yep. I do enjoy bribing. Why does everybody like Steve better than Scott on the podcast? Well, he bribes everybody. You just said your name was used as a verb to denote being mean. So maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes people don't want to hear the truth from their friends. I know. But that's why we're here. So for my team, um, Yeti with Mighty Blow. Two Orphaners with Block. Um, two Berserkers. One with Tackle. One with Stand Firm. Stand Firm I was questionable on, but I wanted to take it because I was trying to control the sidelines more. Okay. And then, like before, I was trying out the Star Player. This time I'm trying out Valkyries. So I had a Valkyrie with Russell and a Valkyrie with Leader. And then okay. six linemen. And I approve the Russell and Leader. Yep. Um... I had one reroll, one fan, and then two coaches. Okay. The fans free, so whatever. So this is different than last time because like I have thirteen players, so I've got two people on the bench. I remember last time mm -hmm. I got my ass handed to me on a couple of games. So my armor was just oh. not holding up. 
I mean, me and you privately have been talking about this. I would yeah. always have more bench players. So. Yeah. You mentioned it. Drew mentioned it. Other people mentioned it. And I'm like, I get it. So. Uh, f- for the game, I put the ball in the sweet spot, roll, and it goes six straight to the middle of the line of the scrimmage. Uh, we did the kickoff result, and he got coaches and an extra re-roll. Extra re-roll. Uh, then his black orc in the middle, in three tackle zones, and a negative from the disturbing presence, rolls a six and gets it. That's amazing. That's so annoying. Uh, so not looking great to start off. He ended up throwing a bomb at three of my guys bunched up together, because I forgot he had a bomb, because I'm stupid. Uh, he rolled a six. I rolled a six with the Earl Forerunner. Like, I actually caught the ball. Okay. So, of course, using the star player ability, he went ahead and just blew him up. Because that's a thing you can do once a game. Uh, I like, know. Damn it. Because at Chaos Cup playing that Snotling team in the Stunty Cup, uh, Zara the Slayer, or not Zara the Slayer, Carla. Yeah caught a bomb and he goes well, i'm gonna make it blow up and i'm like what what why like kyle's mom and i was like i have to see that i'm sorry i know you know snarling's better than me but <laughs> i gotta see this in writing and like god dang it. yeah so. It, so after basically me thinking he's not gonna be able to take over the ball and i did an interception and just pff, nope blows up in my face yeah. Luckily, hey, you know what? You got it out of the way early, though. <laughs> That's true, but I never intercepted again, so it didn't matter. Uh, his second turn, he hands the ball to the goblin. The troll picks him up and rolls a six again. Um, both of those were within the disturbing presence range of the Yeti, which came into play a lot this tournament, but did not cause a negative, you know, didn't screw up anything here. Uh, the So he throws the goblin and walks right in. Just like two turns, he scored. Um, he was going to try that the first turn, but this is where I screwed up and thought you couldn't throw a bomb and throw a teammate the first time. So that was my ball. That was my bad. Uh, he kicked off to me. I got the ball. Um, I blitzed a gobbo out. Got it casually. Those counted for the tournament, so that was nice. Um, then my Yeti, who three turns in, Maybe four turns. I've knocked people down. It's his third time rolling a three on the armor. Like, I can't do anything. Mighty Blow does not help. Then on his next turn, he KO'd both of my Orth Warmers with with, uh, Black Orcs. So they were both gone. I decided to be smart to go ahead and score quick to try to get the KOs back. I was able to, and luckily got both back. So, it was one-to-one before the end of the half. I was able to get to his ball carrier, had a chance to score before the half to go up two-to-one, but my Valkyrie failed to pick up the ball. Um, So, kind of SOL there, but I was able to get another casualty. So, got a couple of casualties on him now. And we we laughed about how bad my armor had been, or my dice rolls had been on the armor. Because I'd be getting tons of threes. Like, not just like three times, but tons with the Yeti, with everyone. And we did the whole thing of, well, you know, Blood Bowl's a game of halves. I'm sure it'll change in the second half. So we started the second half. Uh, kickoff was a coach. We both tied, so no one got the reroll. I got the ball basically caged up, 
and then just started walking down the field. Had a lineman take on a black orc, end up casualtying him. So, got an 11 and 11. I was like, oh, well, maybe my dice are getting better. Second turn, I got two more casualties. Third turn, I got a couple KOs. Fifth turn, I got a KO and a casualty, and etc., and etc., and etc. So, on turn eight, I scored. I won two to one, and against black orcs, I had eight casualties. And I think nice. all of that except one was from the second half. So the wind was nice. great. And then also I'm now in the running for um, most casualties because freaking eight, you know, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, we did that lunch after that round. Um, it was, like I said, it was a nice downtown area. Ended up going across the street for some pizza. And they had a square Sicilian style. And they were able to get it done in like 15 minutes. We had about 45 minutes for lunch. It was good pretty pizza. good. It was, you know, it was, I ate it. I really liked it. I ate like half because it was a small one. Brought it back to the tournament because I didn't know how long we had. I wanted to be there whenever we started. And I got to eating it. I'm like, this tastes so familiar, but I can't put my finger on what it is. Then eventually I figured it out. The crust is fine, um, but the sauce and the pepperoni were like ones I buy at the store. Did I ever make my uh, Ritz pizzas for you when I lived there? No. So basically you take a Ritz cracker, you put a dab of uh, pizza sauce, a pepperoni, and then cheese on top. And then you microwave it for like 30 seconds. And no, that's I've exa- had, had those, not, not from you, but okay. I have had those in my life. You're not the only uh, well, yeah. kid that thought that was the most amazing thing ever. It's still the most amazing thing ever, but that's what it tasted like. Those oh. exact same prep type of greasy pepperonis. So you were like into it. You're like, I, yeah. Was. Yeah, I was. I was not, not complaining in the slightest. Pizza Steve was happy. <laughs> pizza Steve. I like Pizza Steve. That's a movie no one talks about anymore. Multiplicity. Oh, I'm not even talking. I've never seen that movie. There's a Pizza Steve in that. There's a. So you, you remember Multiplicity at all? Where Michael totally. Keaton starts cloning himself? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. I remember that part. The clones start cloning themselves. So eventually they get really bad versions. And one of the dumb ones is like, I like Pizza Steve. I like oh, Pizza. I like Pizza Steve. Yeah. I gotcha. I was like, it's on that Uncle Cracker show, but then it's not Uncle Cracker, it's Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Grandpa. Grandpa. <laughs> Uncle Cracker is a singer, questionably. <laughs> yeah, I got my uncles. Yeah, Pizza Steve is, it has to be a reference in from Multiplicity then, right? It probably is. Like, somebody creating that, anyways. But yeah, Pizza Steve. that was actually on the other day, and I thought to myself, I forgot about this movie until I saw it again. Well, I forgot about Uncle Grandpa until we just mentioned it. So. Very true. God, that was such a terrible cartoon. It was weird. It's a slice of pizza. It's a flying tiger. Mm -hmm. It's like this special needs person. I don't know. Okay, well, we can just stop there. That's that's fine. Uh, (laughs) The character had like a weird head. That's what's freaking... I'm looking at right now. It's freaking me out. Uncle Grandpa? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good morning. Hey everyone, I'm Grandpa Grandpa. 
Uh, me and my kids watched it. I still thought it was really weird and kind of a dumb concept, but yeah. my kids have good memories, so we were laughing. So anyways, round two, I ended up get, going up against Tony Nolan's Vampires, the Saturday Night Blood Fevers, if you would like to discuss that name. No comment. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, I get the pun, but yeah, no comment. Like, he told me he was good with vampires, and he won the league, and I'm like, oh, cool. So he took four vampires and nine thralls with four re-rolls, a coach and a cheerleader, and three of his vampires, excuse me, all four of his vampires had pro. One of them also had block. And then one of his thralls had kick. You know what all the other thralls had? Oh, I, plus one armor. I I, yeah, that's pretty brilliant. It it it. I looked at it. I legitimately looked at it, and I go, "There's no freaking way this is allowable in this tournament." And I was trying to do the math. I was trying to do the math. I'm like, "This just there's just no way. This is way too much." Uh, vampires are tier three for this tournament. Yeah. Everybody has ro- vampires in the wrong spot. You get the right vampire coach, a Vanderby, this yeah. guy, whatever, they are going to wreck all you people who put them in tier three. Yeah. Speaking of, so uh, I kicked the ball to him. He ended up getting another reroll because, you know, he needed that. Um, on the third turn, I was able to get the ball from him, tried for a long pass just to get the ball away from the end zone, you know, essentially a punt. So I got it further, you know, he was sort of down the sidelines towards my end zone. I threw it more towards the middle of the pitch, and I I hate, I hate freaking uh, wildly inaccurate passes. No, it's terrible. It just kills it. Luckily, I didn't get that. I, was, I had to use a reroll, but I actually got the punt off. He then proceeded to get the ball, throw a long pass within range of the Yeti, and got a six. <laughs> the pass also went to someone in the disturbing presence area of the Yeti and got it. And then he did a handoff. And he just went to the end zone and luckily failed his second rush and fell into the end zone. He didn't get hurt, but I was able to get the ball in the end zone. I dodged another guy away, fouled his vampire in the end zone, KO'd him. So Nice, nice. So you're still in it. Still in it. I had him mostly screened up to where he'd have to dodge away to try to do anything. Yes, I know he has pro, he has re-rolls, but, you know, whatever. And his This would have to be his thralls that did anything. And again, keep in mind, his thralls are not getting hurt because of the armor, and he's not hurting them because of the armor. Even if he well, when you stuff. said they were only 10k, yeah. which is, I'm assuming what's in the rule book, because I can't tell you the last time I took a, a right. armor thing in this edition, um, I was thinking, like, good lord, like, I could take some halflings and just that plus one on a halfling would it's really huge. be helpful long yeah. term. Um, he so I can just, only imagine it's even better with thralls. Yeah. 
he basically just hypnogazed everybody. And Which is what you do with vampires. Yeah. So he got the ball, but wasn't able to score. I then used my Valkyrie with strip ball, which I do love that they come with that. Um, got the ball out of his hands, had the vampire next to my um, my uh, Valkyrie and the another person. Ball goes bouncing, bounced right back into his damn vampire's hands, and he got it in two tackle zones. Hmm. So then all he had to do was dodge for a touchdown, and he got it. And at this point, like, I'm beyond frustrated because I can't set up screens. I can't stop him. He can't fail anything because he's got pro on every damn vampire. So if they dodge, great. Now he's going to hypnogaze. Did he fail? Oh, pro, pass. Now hypnogaze, got it. Fail a dodge? Oh, pro. Nope, got the dodge. You know, failed a... Animal Savagery? Nope. Use Pro. Got it. No problem. Oh, Animal Savagery? Rolled a 7. Doesn't hurt the armor. Blah, blah, blah. Rolled an 8. Blah, blah, blah. It's just like, God dang it. Well, I mean, he... I'm not... He took advantage of the rules. Absolutely. That's, he not, did. His, that's yeah. not his problem. No. That's the, the rules themselves. And like I said, people misunderstand what vampires yep. can do on these tier 3 things, and especially like this tournament. And and it all worked for him. So, like, so, mean, that's a lot of rerolls per turn you can yeah. potentially have. And it sucks. Like, and this is totally on me. I was just really frustrated. I wasn't paying attention to the turns. I thought I had an extra turn. So I didn't get someone downfield. So I had no chance mm. to score. You know. Yeah. Probably didn't have a great chance anyways. But if I at least had someone down there, I could try. But I didn't. Right. So we go into the second half, and he's up one nothing. I receive the ball, and this is when my Yeti really starts shitting the bed. Because three turns in a row, he rolled on one, on just blocks. And then he be, he's able to get to my ball carrier, because again, he just hypnogazes everybody, and then, you know, hits me. The ball, vampires do. <laughs> of course, goes bouncing, and again, bounces into the vampire... And the vampire just picks it up. I, you know, I ended up getting the ball away from him, but still couldn't pick it up. Got a one reroll one. So he ends up getting the ball, passes again in an area of disturbing presence influence, makes it, no problem, goes to the other side of the pitch, hands off, and then goes down the field, basically running away from my ability to do anything. Because I was on the left side, he just goes down my right side. Steve, they're vampires. They're not going to be disturbed by your like flies. And I know, your, like your dingleberry on your <laughs> your yeti, and they're not scared of that. Like the only chance I had was basically dodging out with an Earl Furner into a tackle zone to try to get to him. I was able to get the dodge out. Was not able to get the dodge in, so failed. He walks in, goes up two nothing. Not only does he win two nothing. I got one freaking casualty against him. One. Wow. I couldn't get anything. Wow. I couldn't do anything. Like, the Yeti was just crapping the bed. And then again, the Yeti has Mighty Blow, and I'm just not breaking armors. He's got Claw and Mighty Blow. These armors right. shouldn't matter. No, they couldn't do anything. 
So sometimes the risk with taking Mighty Blow because like when I have tried to like really really milk Mighty Blow, it's never worked. Yep, I and it worked like last tournament worked great. Had no issue. It, he was he was a star. He was a stud. He was doing fine. This one, nope. All right, so you're one and one. <sighs> one and one. Going to the last round again, three rounds. Going up against uh, Tim McClelland with his Amazon team called Snake's Nest. And a, no, I think. No comment. No comment. It's it's Snake's N apostrophe A-T. Snake's Nat. I don't know. No comment. I understood. Uh, two throwers, both with block. Two blitzers, both with catch. Two the blockers, the four strength one. Both with block, uh, line woman with tackle, and six other linemen, line women just as they are. Two rerolls, cheerleader, coach, apothecary, fan. So, the, the I'm gonna. We had a conversation last week about this, me and Gary, about the dumbest, like function. Uh, like, let's give the Amazons like just a little bit of strength to compete. We'll call them a blocker. <laughs> and then we'll give them normal agility and access to generals so they can get, you know, block and sure hands really quick and become lady griffs. Yeah. Mini cheap lady griffs or or cheap Carlas or whatever you want to say. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that it that really is. Does not have um, you know, edge to make it a little bit tougher or something. It's just not what they intended and they really GW shit the bit on this one. Sorry, I'm I'm sure they know, and I even mentioned that to him. Like they probably don't care, right? But I mean, like, and it's they're not fine, going to but... admit they made a mistake. This it's always <laughs> going to be this way. Why are you running the ball? I mean, like somebody brand new looking at that thing would be like, "Well, they're not runners. They're supposed to be blockers." It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, because they have four strength, block and dodge. That's why. They run the ball. You guys clearly didn't listen to your play testers if you play tested. That's for sure. So, so on this one, I won the kickoff for the first time. So that was nice. I uh, got a timeout. So turn went forward. The ball went over the line. So I was able to just give it straight to Valkyrie. And then it started walking down the pitch. My whole plan for this was basically just to get some casualties. So even if I didn't get a win, I could try to get the award. But... They're Amazons. They have dodge. Knocking them down is not great. I'm able to knock down some with with both down, but again, they have a lot of both down who are block as well. Um, just dropped my phone. I think we should rename that skill just both down. Uh, we should, yes. And put, and put in Blood Bowl, and then like they'd be like, because this podcast is so cool, <laughs> and they told us we shit the bed with these Amazon blockers. That, um, <laughs> thank you for being honest, but you were way too Scott. We were going to work on it, so... So my plan, and this has been my plan, is like I'm going down one of the sidelines, trying to control the sideline, push people out when they come get me. So I'm able to push out a few of his Amazon players, but I'm not getting any casualties. And again, they count for this tournament. That's all I want. Um, and you know, as I said, I have my tracker, so I keep track of like what happens every single turn. From turns three to seven, all I have in both sides is just giant letters pushing. Because it's all we did. We just pushed people here, pushed people there, pushed them left, pushed them right. We weren't knocking anybody down. Luckily, he wasn't knocking me, knocking me down either, so it wasn't too bad. 
I end up scoring on my seventh turn to try to get a better chance of hitting his players because I guess I get another shot. Um, kicked off. I got a blitz. And he had his people set up very poorly. Like, no offense to him. But um, he had it set up to where with my Orforiner blitzing and moving a couple of people, I can push two of his people out of bounds. Oh, wow. Because he had them right on the sideline you know, right next to each other. So all I had to do was block where I could move them and then bam, bam with frenzy and they're both gone. And that's one side. The other side, I can take one of my Valkyries down the pitch. And if I rush for it twice, I can get right under the ball. So I'm trying well, to decide. Well, he can't play with a ball on that side, but huh? Well, that's not poor planning. Oh, I thought you were claiming like that's a no, 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 planning no. I'm just saying like that. The poor planning was having the people by the sideline. Um, but I'm saying I had that and I had the ball. So I was trying to decide which one was more important. I got Figured the sideline was safer. Double skulls. <laughs> and now Sounds blitzes, right. you can't use a reroll. Yeah, I know. And I was, like... I was beyond freaking upset. Like, damn it, why... Mm. And guess who, who? Guess who it was that was throwing the block? Um, it's not. It was a uh, Yogi because Bobo's good. No, vice versa. It was Bobo. Oh, was it the other way? Yeah, Bobo's the terrible one. Bobo's the terrible one, and it was Bobo. Okay, I think one of them was terrible, but I yes. thought it was the, the second generation. No, so yeah. Okay. Well, Yogi's the good. Yogi's the, the human guy. Bobo's the bear guy. Oh yeah. Okay. Never mind. I had those mixed up. Mm-hmm. Yes, I knew it was the bear miniature. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, God. it's always been that way. Like if if miniatures have like spirit animals, mm-hmm. it's pretty much always been that way. And then you had that one terrible player on your chaos team. No matter what he did, <laughs> he was unreliable. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't want to believe that. Like that's just stupid, right? But it's again, role playing, buddy. I I shouldn't have trusted him. Now, so I wasn't able to get into the ball, which ended up being fine. And I was able to push both of them out next turn. So again, that was fine. I ended up getting one casualty from that. So that was nice. But the crowd was just too nice. I think that might have been the only casualty I got from the crowd. Uh, Second half kicked to him. And his second turn, he ends up throwing a 13 square pass perfectly. (laughs) And he went over all my team. I was not able to, you know, why would I expect him to do this? Well, he's a thrower. That's why he did it. So 13 squares, passed it, got a six, caught it, walked right into the end zone. So two turns and we're tied one to one, which ultimately not really a bad position for me to be in. Okay. Uh, Kicks off to me, got a high kick, grabbed it with my berserker since he has block. I figured that was safe. Give him a chance, and if he doesn't get it, then whatever. Uh, walking down the sideline, doing fine. I'm KOing his players decently. He pulled off a dodge out of tackle zone, and then into three tackle zones to blitz my ball carrier, two dice uphill, used a reroll, and was able to knock me down. Now, this was my berserker that had stand firm, I was two squares away, so I used my stand firm. The only time the whole tournament I used the stand firm 
just to make sure the ball would not go out of bounds. Uh, then I was able to pick up the ball, made a giant cloud around him. I kept fouling his people. He was sending me people, you know, putting pressure on. And I would knock him down. I'd gang up. I'd foul him. I would, you know, do everything I could. There was probably four or five turns. I was fouling his people with, like, plus threes, plus fours, plus fives. I scored on turn eight. I won two to one. And I only got one casualty that whole game. Of course. I know this means uh, you did not get the coveted yeah. award that you were after of course at not. this point. I don't win awards. I don't know why I go to tournaments. And like I had that thought when I was leaving. I'm like, why do I go to tournaments? I don't win anything. And I have fun. That's why I do it. Um, so end of day, yeah, it I, like it. I had two wins and a loss. Total of 10 casualties. I was two casualties away from winning it. The most had 12 with Tomb Kings. Um, did the vampires win overall? Vampires did win overall. Easily. Okay. I mean, it sounded like he knew what he was doing and he had a really good build for that tournament. So Nobody scored on him. Like, um, I wish... Uh, no knock on the player. I just wish GW would release... Yes. <laughs> The final couple of teams, I'm tired of the teams of legends and I really do want to play some vampires and I want to see what the, what's going to happen with chaos dwarves. Cause I believe both will change. Yeah, for sure. Um, they will. I'm, and I believe both will come back eventually. It's just like, I'm tired of teams of legends. And I just think with a small handful left, just get boot them out for until they come out. Yeah. But they're holding them off because they want to do a full release and blah, blah, blah. And I get it. But you think that's what's happening? Of course. Is that what the rumor mill says? Well, no. Like, that's what they do with oh. all of them. They, they want to put out oh, I get what you're saying. a I set of models, like set of dice, set thought, of spike. No, 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 no. I thought you meant a full release, like, is in a reset of the game. Oh, no, two no. Two teams no. in one box. That's what I thought. No, I haven't I'm heard sorry. anything about that. Um, okay. I ended up coming fourth. So, um, Again, nothing. Fourth? That's mm-hmm. still pretty good out of 18 teams. I mean, like... Yeah. It, that's usually like that spot of, like, you're not good enough for any award, though. You yep. just get to say, that's I was in the top five. pretty much my <laughs> spot. Um, my we'll, yet... we'll call that the Campbell. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Campbell Award. You, you got nothing. So here you go. Um, <laughs> as I kept track of all my stats, my Yeti, that whole tournament, caused... One cas- one knockout, excuse me, no casualties, caused one knockout. And I even nice. made sure when I was doing hits, like on the line, he was getting three dice. And he was knocking people down, but couldn't do anything about it. That's crazy, dude. I mean, like... Um, I used... I rolled a three on armor probably at least ten times with him. I used claws one time, and Mighty Blow came into play one time. And I rolled a hit, excuse me, I rolled a one on either blocks or blitzes at probably four times in the vampire game alone. So overall, Tony Nolan with the vampires did come in first. Uh, Jason DiGloramo, sorry, I should be able to pronounce names, I can't. Mm -hmm. DiGloramo, his Orinsaw Razorbacks, orcs, were the runner-up. Uh, Roy Jacobs, his Royal Guard dwarf team, got most touchdowns. Yes, most touchdowns. Trickle down. He had five, but 
Vampside Seven. Who was this? Uh, was Roy team? Jacobs, the Royal Guard, the Dwarves. Okay. Oh, okay, that's fine. And then Denny Franks, Shifty Sands, the Tomb Kings got most casualties with twelve. So, I just needed more casualties, and I would have been happy. It's still a fun time, though. Okay. Just so frustrating. Well, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> the first game went I mean, so well. Like, eight casualties against Black Orcs. You're like, I should be able to hurt people now. And then I went against two teams that were basically eight plus, except, you I know, I mean, vampires. really, you should have at least got some more injuries against the vampires. So. Well, again, when you have plus one armor... So now they're all. No, I, he made sure it was harder. That's yeah. for sure, and it worked out. So, and I was That's... I was pushing people out of bounds a lot. Just couldn't do anything. Right. Like right. I said, I found a crap ton, but no, definitely not terrible. Perfectly fine. Perfectly happy. You Team know, the... function better with more a better bench. Uh, the yeah, I mean, never came into play. I mean, you... Okay. Like it's weird. Like previous tournament. Got, I needed bench people. This tournament, I didn't need bench people. Yeah, you recovered everybody when you mm-hmm. could and all that. Yeah. I didn't get a whole bunch of casualties against me, so maybe just the dice were really low, so there just wasn't a whole bunch of casualties going on. Um, but yeah, it's nice having extra people. It allows me to foul. I don't, I don't hate that. And logically, it just makes sense to have people, because I'm going to run into those games where I'm going to lose a lot of people. Gotcha. All right, so overall a fun time though. Oh yeah, for sure. Sounds like a sounds like a uh, different and cool venue. The venue is awesome. Um, I'm ki- I'm kind of jealous. You get to go to play in other states far away that like I just can't do. Like even if I wanted to do that, that'd cost me, you know, grand to <laughs> travel. Oh, yeah. and, and you have to fly into Pittsburgh and, and just for just for three rounds, and yet. I, I'm kind of jealous you're in another part of the area where you can do that stuff. I'm, I'm sure it'd be much fun if you had more, I'm sorry, much fun, more <laughs> fun. You know, if you had somebody locally, that oh, you of course, were events with and yeah. like me or Michael or something like that. Yeah. Dude, it, it, there's no contest. You and is. me going to a, an event is entirely different than just me going to an event, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but gotcha. again, cool. fun. And you know, once you get the kids out of the house, they have their jobs. You don't have to worry so much. You can start traveling more. We can go. I really wanted to go to a pirates game because I had a pirates game that night, but with my car being crap and then having to get a hotel, and then figuring, mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, I don't really want to mess with it. I'll just go to a pirates game later. Because it wasn't like they were playing the Cubs or anything. It was just you know pirates. Right. Okay. Well, we want to wrap this up then and yeah. hit the next segment and talk about some new minis and all that junk. Sounds good. We'll be right back. All right. All right. We'll see you later. Bye. All right, we're back, and I don't know why I told Steve goodbye, even though we're doing another segment. But uh, I was going to cut that out, but now I can't. So that's that. Make, that makes my life easier. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I was like, why did I say Like that, that like, felt kind of awkward, but I'm like, okay, because we're still I've recording. Been on two hours, and I'm ready to go back to bed. Welcome to my life. <laughs> it is Sunday, so I got to have like extreme anxiety for you know the job I've done for five years. God. It's For weird, no like, my job, like I was telling Scott earlier, like, 
I just finished the first segment of training. Like, it's been months. Uh, like, it's been two months of just straight training. And I don't know nearly enough yet. But I'm not worried about it. You know, I get my first claims on Monday. But I've got the autonomy and the support to basically just do what you think is right. And if you have questions, ask. I'm like, okay, sweet. So I'm not worried. Good. It's nice to right, not so be hating a job. I'll say that. Yeah, I don't hate my job. It just lately is just stress. We shouldn't even get into it. Anyways, let's <laughs> talk about some wonderful miniatures we can finally talk about because we've had these for a while in our back pocket. And um, now I know we're, are we late to the game talking yeah, about Yeah, we these? are, but that's okay. We're past the, what do they call it? The time to talk about it date or whatever? Release date. Uh, yeah. Release Embargo date. Yeah. date. We'll be able yeah, usually... to do these better in the future. But life has been weird. Uh, it, it is what it is. Like, there's no rush because yeah. other people already leak them anyway. So, anyways, right here, just to show Steve, is the beautiful Withergrass double drool with all his tentacles of joy. Yep. Um, on two feet. On two feet. Uh, I think this model is very ugly and it want, makes me <laughs> want to, like, it feels weird because it's not super symmetrical. Like one side, he's like kind of hunched over with all these giant weird tentacles. Yeah. And at the same time, I love it because it feels super chaotic and that's what it's supposed to be. It's a cool like model. Is, and it's just, it's a it's really, really cool model. I'm just saying like, ideally I would have never like, if you said draw your version of Withergrass or Drool, and we'll publish it. It would have never even came close to like this lumpy one-sided. It's not one tentacle. It's like three big giant tentacles all wrapped up. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Now the problem I think with us. Like again we both like it. But the previous Withergrass Double Drill. Was probably one of the better star player models. Yeah it was really cool too. Um, this one makes me like. Want to build this model and. Go for it and get it and get it painted because I don't want to paint it. But anyways, it, it's it is really cool. And um, hats off to GW. Now I'm sure this is a thirty or forty dollar model. I don't know the price. I guess we could probably but check out real quick. I'm sure it's not cheap knowing it. It's a GW model. Um, I don't know you what you're talking about. GW is always cheap, especially through Forge World. Are you looking that up right now? Yeah, I will. Okay. Uh, also, I, I, don't, I don't have much else to say about Wither Rest Rebel Jewel, except I really want to open him up and build him and keep him forever because he looks amazing. And then we have these guys, what everybody knows about, Dribble and Drool, the little um, yep. skinks, the skink twins, one one with Stab. And so surprisingly, has... Wither Grasp is $36, and Dribble and Drool are 41 Hmm. Same amount of plastic, <laughs> but no, I get it. Oh, there's one more base in this one. That's why. Uh, Drum and Drill, if I remember correctly, one has um, a knife, and the other one is like a dirty player guy. So, mm -hmm. um, actually, kind of like these models too. Now, I don't really like that they're the one guy's on his tail, like in a karate chop move. Yeah, but it looks like he's grounded to the ground fairly well. Yeah, because it's part, his tail goes into the rock, so. So I do like that part. I mean, actually, at first I was so-so on these models, and the more I've looked at them over this past 
feels like a month and a half is I, I kind of really like both of all both of these models. They're getting my Scott approval thumbs up, even though I'd rather the lizards be on two feet. But I like them a lot. I like the one with the knife a lot. The other one's okay, yeah. but knifey boy is really cool. Yeah, they're, they're nice additions. Um, good models. I mean, I'm going to tell you everything's overpriced from GW, but I'm going to tell you everything's overpriced <laughs> in all the board games I buy, too. So, Well, yeah, so, but you yes. can buy a full board game for $41 versus two figures. Well, that's true. Um, and I still tell you the board game sometimes is overpriced. Yeah. Uh, thumbs up on these. Uh, thumbs up on both of these. It's nice to see some star players getting some love. Um, I don't really remember the sets at all, whether it grasp double drools. So I don't know. You if, just like, took them to a tournament. Together. Not wither grasp. Oh, wither grasp. Okay, sorry. Yeah, wither grasp. Yep. Um, I don't know if his stats are worth saying. Like, oh, I'd like to get this guy to the table, but with uh, dribble and drool are really good <laughs> for their value. So. Yeah, I can see those get tournament action. So, there's some other models you wanted to talk about too, Steve. Yeah, um, GW released or they showed, not released, um, the new Minotaur Black Hoof. I guess old, but Black Hoof. Um, Always saying his name right. Black yeah, Hoof? it's Grashnak Black Hoof. Oh, that's right, Grashnak. Yeah. I'm so used to hearing. Grashnack. Yeah, Grashnak. Um, Sorry. So. I don't know when he comes out. We did not get a copy of this guy. That would have been nice because he looks giant. Uh, yeah, that's probably why we didn't get one. Probably. They're like, nah, they're just the number one Blood Bowl podcast that don't need Grashnak. Yeah, so we... They said Scott told me that we should bet on <laughs> Amazon blockers so he doesn't get Grashnak. This yeah. model looks really cool. It So... It does. It's giant. It's massive from what it looks like. Anyways, it's very sturdy. I don't like what? that he has four horns. Why does he have four you know, horns? I, I heard other people saying that too, and I cannot believe Mr. Second and Third Edition. I'm okay with this. Why? I don't know why. <laughs> I, I Maybe because he just stands out of slightly different and like I, I feel like a lot of especially the old star players in third and fourth edition type models yeah it could be another blitzer or they could be griff they could be my minotaur for yeah. my chaos dwarf team or they could be grashnak to me this one has just enough tiny flair that he is 100 percent I am a star player. No questions asked. And, I mean, you could use it for your chaos team if you really wanted to and say that my chaos, my chaos Minotaur has extra horns because he's really chaotic. I mean, I, you could justify it, but more than anything, I feel like he stands out as this is just the star player. This is not okay. something you should sub in. This guy just stands on his own. And maybe I'm just like in a good place with, some of these models lately, or maybe I'm just really thrilled <laughs> that he doesn't have a ball in his hand. Yeah. And his feet are both on the ground. So in honor of that, let's talk about Gord by the Bull. Once per game, when Grashnak performs a blitz action, he may roll one additional block dice against the opposition player, regardless of the opposition player's strength. 
to a maximum of three block dice. If Grashnak performs a second block action due to Frenzy skill, this second block action will also benefit from this rule. So that's, you know, the double horn, twin horned blitz that they mention in the, the write-up. You know, I didn't read the write-up. I just saw the model. Right. So I haven't, I haven't read anything. So, so you're telling me if he versus somebody with equal strength, no matter what, he gets an extra dice. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, also, when again, made one additional block against the opposition player, regardless of that player's strength. So, if let's say you were going uphill, right? Okay. So somehow you're going up against someone with seven strength, a loony. Okay. So then, do you have to throw the three? It says may, so I guess you don't have to. Okay, so that's, that answers that question, I guess. Because okay. that would have been weird. Like, I'll tell you what, whoever, whoever painted this model is just unreal. Yeah. Like the little like tattoo on his like boob, the chaos symbol in this one picture. I mean, so dang. what also bugs me, and this is probably trivial. Look further down, like where the gourd by the bull is. Uh, hold on, gourd by the bull. Yeah, he doesn't have four horns there. Sure, I, doesn't. Doesn't look anything like the model. That's their dumbasses for that. <laughs> I mean that that is a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean it's interesting, but if you're going to do it, then make it match. That's my only issue. I agree, and they probably didn't have artwork of this one, like a painted artwork, like this is. Yeah, of course. So, <sighs> and then no, I, I like the like I said, I like the model. Yeah. Oh, I I like it too. Like I said, I think it's really awesome. It just I don't. My like... question is: Is this them adding something underneath this uh this left foot here, or is that coming with the model? Probably coming with the that model. Kind of that he's standing on. Okay. Yeah, I hope so. Because the Norse do that too, and you know, like the the other star players have that too. Okay. Just adds stability, I guess. Uh, so speaking we, of. We need that. Figures and stars. The World Cup put out the figure, the one figure that everyone's getting this year, which yeah, I guess is just one figure. Is... And it's a Minotaur, which yeah, I thought that was weird. <laughs> it makes sense; it's a Minotaur because they, you know, Spain bulls their logo no. and all that. I just found I saw both of them. I think. Within 24 hours. Right. I could be crazy, yeah. crazy on that, but yeah, it's, I think that's where the irony hit. So I didn't want to bring this up on World Cup Report because I try to be positive over there. Um, but I've had people ask me, like, well, what do you think of it? Like, and pretty much everyone's of the same opinion. Eh, it's fine. But it's a Minotaur. I mean, There's nothing here that's special. And again, I'm not, I'm not knocking anyone who did this or that likes it, but this what is do you my mean? opinion. It's just too, too general to you. This I mean, is a like World really Cup cool. figure, right? Yeah. Is anything on there say Spain? Oh, you're saying like have something for so it's Blood Bowl and like slightly hints that there's a um, the like last a connection to the tournament. The last World Cup did a full team. 
individual models all based on Austrian uh, folklore. I understand that. Then they went to the extreme. I, I get what yeah. you're saying now a little bit because here's where I, I've had a slight, like, really thing. Um, remember how when we went to Chaos Cup, we wanted to get that metal miniature. That oh, was yeah. really important to me because it came out of the fluff. Of course. And near the very end of it all, Tom was still donating a figure. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> part of me was like, is this just a donation of a Blood Bowl figure or is it connected to the fluff? Because right. I don't feel like it's connected to the fluff at all. Just explain it to me so my little... <laughs> why is, why are know, we getting this little weird Wolverine dude? Yeah. Uh, the w- weird Wolverine dude, the like ogre with the not really shoulder pads but yeah. i guess they kind of were and it's not a knock it's a free miniature of course I, yeah i've gave those to people who really like those and i even have the other one the wolverine guy painted but i just didn't feel like those were designed to be part of the chaos started scene. out to yeah. be and i was trying to figure out like are we continuing this tradition or are we not and i so i get from that angle i mean it, it looks I think it's a fine model. Yeah. It just looks like uh, a third party. Oh, you need an ogre, uh, a minotaur for your team. Here you go. Exactly. Now I don't. And even the minotaur that they use for the logo, like this is nitpicky probably, but it doesn't have hair. This one has hair, has a mohawk. I mean, I'm not. Their logo not... is cartoony. I get it, but I would rather we had it a cartoony a one that looks just like it than this. From that angle, Steve, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So yes, I get what you're saying. And again, um, I'm not. I'm trying to be. Negative. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure somebody made this digital file or whatever because I'm sure it's 3D printed and stuff. Yeah. And they just went with this, and it looks. You know, what it looks like to me, and I could be crazy because I don't play World of Warcraft all the time, uh, or ever. I used to play the card game, mm-hmm. so I'm basing this off my memory of the World of Warcraft art from those the card game cards. Um, it looks like a World of Warcraft. Minotaur. So people like Jennifer, who still yeah. play World of Warcraft, would love this Minotaur. And you know, me and you were like, okay, it's just a generic Minotaur. And I, I and I get what you're saying. It's not a bad model. You're not saying that. You're just saying like this is the World Cup. That's what I'm saying. Is like this is the premier event for the next four years. The giant gathering of 2,200 coaches. The largest gathering of Blood Bowl coaches ever, period. By a lot. By a lot. And this is what we get to denote, to remember our experience by. Like this. I I put that in a box with other Minotaurs. I would not be able to pick it out. I get you. Now, they did release a pitch, and the pitch is really cool looking. Um... It's neoprene. Looks like a thinner neoprene than we're getting on ours uh, from Jack. But it's able to be folded up real easy, so a lot easier to travel with than the last one. That's for sure. Okay. Um, But it uses the old style as well. And maybe this is just their thing. Remember before we got involved, which is strange to think about, that it was us that did this? But um, how the sidelines and stuff used to all be on one side? Uh Uh-huh. And now they're split? Yes. Yeah, that was us. But this one yes. has them all on one side now. Uh, why? I, I don't know. Now there's a uh, bigger area in the middle between the two sidelines um, to have more printed info. 
like kickoff oh, tables and stuff, maybe. But I'm not a fan. You can only play it long ways. It's, again, hmm. a nitpick, but I, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, it bugs me. It is what it is. I mean, yeah. I think what we did by flipping those so people could play north and south or east and west with their field was a brilliant idea. And mm-hmm. To my knowledge, yes, we were the first ones to. <laughs> I remember we when we were dealing with those people getting those fields made. I took the Photoshop thing because they were having a hard time understanding what yeah. I said, and I just I just cobbled it together like cut and paste and layers and flip and this and that, and then they're like, oh. Yeah, I mean, we can. We were dealing with FF Fields the and first time. And once we did that, everybody was like, that's brilliant. So. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. Like I said, you know, FF Fields, they legitimately did not understand what we were saying. Mm-hmm. So. And, uh, okay. I mean, I, I, I 100% get what you're saying. I'm going to argue, and people are wrong if this happened. I think a car- cartoony bull like the one in the logo would have been amazing. Yeah. I think or it'd be better. Or the same model, the same model, but two different heads. You could have this head mm-hmm. and that. Now, I know that costs a lot more. It's probably really hard to design and 3D print, but, man, that would be really cool. Ultimately, cost shouldn't matter at this point. Like, I'm not being crass, but you've got 2,200 people paying 100 and some dollars to get... You know, almost $200 a piece, probably, to get this. And all we're, this is going to sound bad, but I mean, quote unquote, all we're getting is a pitch and a one figure and some dice. Doesn't seem like a lot. Obviously, food and the venue and blah, 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 blah. And I get that. I get that. I totally get it. But you're saying you don't feel like you're getting the value that you got last time. Because last time you got a whole team, right? Yeah, and it's not of equal quality, I guess. Like I said, I'm. Just, it just but frustrates maybe your experience me. Is and a lot be of people, amazing. Yeah, maybe the buildings that you're at cost more. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, and like I said, I, we've ran plenty of tournaments. You know, people don't question. You know, everything has a cost. We completely get that. But, eh, okay. I feel you. I got you. I get what you're saying. Yeah. You're not trying to be a jerk. You're just like, yeah. Not trying to go all Scott on this. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, I don't think we know of any other figures coming out anytime soon. We've not gotten anything. Or maybe we have. No, we can't tell you, but we haven't. I haven't heard crap no. through the rumor bill either. So I'd like to say, like, I've heard something good's coming, but I haven't. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the last time I heard that, None of those things have panned out, so I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> Last time I thought about uh, about eight to nine months ago, man, I thought I had a good scoop on some stuff, and boy, Jeez. N- nothing has uh, really happened since. So, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Hey, right, well, let's go ahead and wrap thought, this up. I thought my source was good, but I guess not. Nope, your source is dead. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. All right, let's wrap this up and come back to the mystery segment. Okay, we are back, and I had this idea. Stop. Scott's doing very inappropriate things on the webcam. <laughs> so we got a, we got a new mic. So when I bend down to talk on this thing, <laughs> I can see my picture. 
And it looks exactly what you think it looks like. And I even told him, don't bend down. I have it set to where you're at. But he still likes to make it look bad. No, this is the first time I've done this I the know. whole podcast. And I, I wanted to do it now. <laughs> Uh, anyways. You throw mystery segments at me, I, <laughs> I, I stimulate things for you. That's fair. Um, and stimulate them. So, Fabricators Forge. Like I said, that guy, whoever it is, they own the whole building. They've got it set up how they like. I really, really, really like the place. Mystery segment question. If you had not unlimited funds, but good-sized funds... What would your dream store, game store, comic store, whatever, be? Um, I've ever since I was a kid, uh, and this is going to sound like really lame. I'd probably stick to my first answer, even though it's going to, it's been taken several years ago. Okay. Mad- Madness Comics and Plano. Mm-hmm. We've always said since we started buying comics and the Walmart moved out of this one location and moved to a new location that we, we we talked about like it would be great to take this old Walmart location and have a comic store called Comic Kingdom. Yeah. And we'd have just millions of comics every now this is before game we were in heavy into gaming and all this stuff. This is this is back dreams of like a seventh grader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and always been the dream of that. And then that is why Madness Comics and Games or whatever it's called Madness in Plano, Texas is just an incredible thing to me, especially at first. I think like they still have a lot of stuff, but now their stuff is I'm not as interested in as I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, as they've uh, you know gotten to more pops and stuff like that, but that doesn't matter. The the feeling I got walking into madness is the feeling I imagined as a kid having a building, a grocery store sized building that was nothing but comics and stuff like that. So. I'd probably stick to that ideally. I'm sure that you've had that long drive and you thought, if I had money, I would do this or this. I mean, is there anything special that you'd add? Because I know that there are a lot of things that whenever we go places, we're both of the mindset of how could we make things better? What would we do different? Oh, I do that all the time, even to Wizards. Yeah. I mean, I've been on a big kick since we found out that Tuesday morning's going out of business next door. Oh, they are? Brian... I tell Brian, I'm telling Brian right now. I was like, "You need to take over that whole space, yes. or buy the, or rent the next half of the building over." If I was, my God, and I, it's easy for me to spend his money because I don't have his money and I don't know what his money is to rent. But I would just move the whole store and have twice the area. Someone but, mentioned that on uh, Discord, and I thought they were crazy. No, so I thought there's no Tuesday way that place morning, is going to come as out a of company business. Is going out of business. Wow. It's not that store. That store is always busy. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. But but the whole company I'm... is going out of business, so... Man. Go. Anyways, so yes, I, I do get what you're saying. Um, that I mean, would be amazing. You're throwing this at me without a lot of thought. Right, so... which is what I wanted, because otherwise we can get way too in the car, you know. I mean, so, like, your, lots of... your grocery store idea. I've also, also, I've also thought of that before. I always thought it was interesting, like an an old Eckerd's or you know drugstore, because they have the drive up, you know you have the drive through. Yeah, I, I always mean, thought it'd be cool, like on a Wednesday if I want to get my books, you know, go you through go the drive through. Drive through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean that that would be cool. 
but then you don't have people coming in. They don't spend extra money and blah, blah, blah. But typically those are people who are going to come in sometime anyways just to look. Right. Uh, when I was younger and I was coming back from the comic book store one day and they're building this building and at the corner of this intersection, I thought that would be a cool place to have a comic book store. I didn't know what it was, you know, because it was, it was going up. Ended up being three stories. Ended up being a bank, you know, with title companies and all this BS. Um, but at that time, my idea was have at least three stories, you know, vertical integration of the ideas. And I can go real crazy because I kept going crazier and crazier as I added more levels in my head. Um, first floor would be your basic new comics new toys, new product, your welcoming area for the casual person. So, you know, you got your t-shirts, you got your toys, you got a nice, bright, open area, plenty of place to walk through. Second story would be um, your gaming area. So you have it all full of tables. You've got your cards and stuff on the walls. Middle area is all for gaming and, you know, that third floor would be more for the high-end stuff so you've got your high-end comics your expensive back issues your expensive you know things that you know you don't want anyone messing around with and in my mind like half of that and then half of it maybe a kitchen to where you can like make stuff and bring it down to the people playing games and then the super crazy idea was uh the fourth story would be a strip club and to be comic book themed so you'd have strippers dressed as comic book characters and all that. And, um, you know, just whatever. Just like, how much, how can we get everyone's full paycheck? And that kind of does it. Gaming, comics, food, strippers, movie theater, you know, who knows. But I think it'd be more fun, like you said, probably truthfully, because that's just not going to happen. You get a, a big space and try to organize it and make it what you want. Man, if Wizards could get that other area, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I, I, you know, there's a lot of these stores around here that they all have kind of separate good ideas. And I mm -hmm. think if one store would take the best parts and I don't know. But I go back to that. And that's why I think Madness was such a, you know, when I first walked in, I was like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And the first time there, I think I spent, you know, four to six hours, eight hours, something like that. And then me and Jen went back like the next day and spent all day there again because there was a lot of stuff to look through. Yeah. And it's exactly what I wanted. And they had people there who were willing to help you. Now, nowadays, try to go into that store without anybody trying to help you it is like kind of like a game you try to avoid <laughs> them because there's so many of them. And yeah. honestly, there's they're bored out of their mind. They're hoping that you they can help you find something and, and it's weird most, like you know most of the time i know what their store or their store layout is more than some of the employees but that's okay and it's but. weird too because you know i've i've been going to that store since three previous locations and i've seen it grow into that um first time i went to it was when i was a hero click level four judge or whatever and i was checking up on the store there running a hero click event and it was just a tiny oh, really? little store with like room for a little bit of gaming in the back, but super tiny. Um, 
but yeah, and once I got to the giant store, you've I've seen how it's gone from intense comic backlog and tons of tables and a little bit in the back area to and they just keep changing it time and time again trying to keep with you know trends and you know by pops or you know they had a a store in there inside the store that sold clothing and you know uh cosplay stuff for a while and it's just weird so i guess i i, I just thought of extra stuff that i would do yeah this is Part of when we decided to move wizards and he was asking my opinions, I wanted here's what I would have my store be one, it would be like a grocery store type store mm-hmm. if I could afford that. And some of the things I'm mentioning now, I mentioned to Brian and we talked about, like, yeah, maybe we can do that. I suggested for wizards that we have a couple of monitors throughout the, the board game section or in the comic section too where on you go to YouTube and you make up a list of board games uh, or it's like Rodney Smith from watch it played where he just teaches games or plays through games mm-hmm. because I figured a patron would come in and they would look up and maybe get caught up into like, Oh, that kind of sounds cool. Yeah. Because that just happens naturally. So mm-hmm. I think having that on the screens, just in the background might get a few extra sales or, you know, somebody who's in there to, maybe relax just because their wife is shopping somewhere else. They actually watch it and then they're like, Oh, maybe I'll buy that. And then at night you could play a star Wars movie or something like that in the background occasionally, but mainly board games and stuff like that. Um, I would also have TVs, big TVs in the like gaming section where you play magic or you do Warhammer and stuff like that. I would make it, a kind of a nerdy sports bar where, for example, Wizards is in Norman, Oklahoma, home of the Oklahoma College Sooners. And football's a big deal. Game days are big deals. The city shuts down. Everybody goes to the games. Everybody's watching the games. And, you know, while you can say the typical nerd doesn't care about sports, more and more so they keep up with stuff because mm-hmm. they go to school there or whatever. So they could be like, Oh, I'm going to get out of my side of town that's overwhelmed by all these fans coming in. And I'm going to go to Wizards today and play some Commander. And the game is on in the background that I can sit and watch. I've always wanted that. And we haven't took those couple of steps that I was hoping that we would. Um, it is more work. And you might have a few more people just hanging out. But at the same time, most of our patrons and customers, if they hang out, they're gonna buy stuff too mm-hmm. so yeah if i'm if i'm at a place i'm hanging out i tend to at least buy a drink or something that's what i would do in addition to having that big thing so you know me and you wanted to play blood bowl but we also wanted to watch the cubs game there's a couple tvs there mm-hmm. and since they don't have anything planned on this saturday hey me and steve's here playing blood bowl uh anyway we could change it to the cubs game and they'll go sure no problem nobody's watching anything right now or there's not a you know, yeah. a magic world event going on that they're recording and we could stream. But I, I don't know how hard that is either. But we're talking in an ideal situation yeah. where we could just do these things. And also, That's what I would do. As big as Wizards is, and it's a lot bigger than he almost went to, because he almost went to a small store. And we're like, dude, you can't do that. you got to have a big one. So yeah. as big as it is, it's still kind of small when it comes to workable area. Because you have to have places for the product. You have to have, you know, and now expansion of the back issues. You know. Right. 
So yeah, man, that'd be really cool if he got that area. Uh, I'm hoping. I finally convinced him into. He's gonna ask about it. Good. At least ask about it. Um, he went over there and he noticed that like if he just took the next little section over, mm-hmm. uh, it also includes more bathrooms. I was gonna say they do have and, bathrooms over there, yeah, and, and water fountains. So, anyways, huh? We thought that was cool. So I hope, I hope that we're talking about wizards expanding, and um, stuff like that. But cool. We will see. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I I know if we planned it out, we both could have much better answers for that. But I just figured, because everyone does. I'm sure everyone listening has in their mind what they would do if they came across a million dollars and could just open up a store. Yeah, Yeah, I, I agree. And we've had, you know, Scott Hess has talked about opening one. Gary's talked about opening one. Our buddy Sarge up in Iowa wants us to open one up there. I was like, you got the rich friend, have the rich friend budget it, and we'll do it. Yeah. Leland used to talk about it all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah so. um, um, I mean, Chance finally Jeff. bought a store, so. <laughs> not Jeff. Um, crap. John. John Breeze. Yep. He had his set up for a while. But. Fine. Okay. Well, I figured that was an interesting one, so. Okay. We're going to come back with some shout outs and get you out of here. It's the time for the final part of the segment or the show, the final segment of the show, the end of the show. And Scott's taking Shout the... Shout out! Damn it. Was that too... He was taking... No, you're fine. Oh, I pulled he... away from the mic. He was taking a deep breath. I was trying to see how long he'd hold it. And now Scott's flatiating the mic again. It's, it really is funny. Like, if you were smart, you would have recorded that and used it against me for the rest of my life. No. No, no one wants it. You're right about that. <laughs> uh, so shout out first of all to AJ uh, for running the event. Everyone at Fabricators Forge, everyone at the event it was a fun time. I'll complain day and night that vampires shouldn't never be third tier. Um, but that's what it is. And it worked. I had some bad luck. I just, I just want, I just want to go to a tournament and get a trophy of some sort. That's not too much to ask. I don't think. I mean, you've you've won some sometimes. I have, but it's been a while. It's been a long while. All right, maybe you can go to more tournaments soon. I should. Need to. Um, shout out to GW again for sending the free models with the grasp and or double and dribble and drool. If we didn't make it clear, they were provided to us for free. Doesn't change what we think. Never does, but. It's always nice. Oh, and these are these alike. So quite a bit. Thank you for sending those. I'm sure Grashnak is on his way. So uh <laughs> well, I'll just keep checking the mail, you know, like and maybe the Amazon blocker position is perfectly built, and that's why I need a Grashnak. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe uh, I was totally wrong. No. Moon Webster. What other shouts you got? Uh Moon Who? Moon uh wrote in about the San Diego uh, SoCal Scramble. It's uh-huh. September 16th at Off the Shelf Games. It's the first NAF approved tournament of 2023 in San Diego, which of the autumn sports league season, I guess. Nice. Um, 
So, let me read this. There's free limited edition miniature, an in-game bonus inducement for all paid entries. Three round, 1.2 with tiered base skill packages. Does allow Teams of Legend, including Slon. Uh, early bird registration before September 1st. Regular after until the morning of the tournament. Bonus loot for the first five NAF registered players that sign up before July 16th. believe they get extra dice. Um, and then cool. you can send your roster or any questions to SoCalScrambleTournament at gmail.com. S-O-C-A-L ScrambleTournament at gmail.com. All right. Um, San Diego's nice. That'd be a cool tournament to travel to. It's actually truthfully in El Cajon, which is where my grandfather lived for most of his life. And my dad lived the there mean, for a while. The mean one? Yeah, yeah, the mean one. If I ever talk about I don't my like grandpa, these eggs. Yeah, if I ever talk about my grandpa, it's that one because I have no concept of the other one. He existed, but I met him maybe last time I saw anyone in Maine was I was eight, maybe. So hmm. no real concept. These eggs suck. They're too salty. Mm-hmm. We make them the same exact way and they're fine. Yeah, make them right. That's just how the life goes. Um, <laughs> As Scott retreads trauma, Steve's <laughs> life. God, <laughs> his grandfather. No doubt. Uh, Chris A, aka Moltar, uh, and he runs Blunt Moltar. Brush Studio. On isn't Moltar a Space Ghost villain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told him he needs a uh, Zorak to pal around with. Yeah, he does. That'd be awesome. Okay, go ahead. Um, so he, he also does Blunt Brush Studio on Instagram. He used to live okay. in Tulsa. He's been listening to us since 2017 and said he's trying to get down to Oklahoma sometime, so that'd be cool. But he wrote in nice. saying how much he enjoys us and everything, so I just figured I'd give him a shout-out. Um, GW sent a question asking if we were going to any of the U.S. Opens. And I kind of forgot they were happening. You know, the Kansas City one's on June 2nd to 4th. Yeah, I keep thinking like that could be messing with some Oklahoma Bowl attendance. I don't um, think so. I think people are just slow in signing up, as always. Um, I would love to go to some of these events. I just can't afford them yeah. right now. It's just, it really and, is that. I'm... I'm trying to build everything back up because I know band season's coming up. Mm-hmm. My other daughter's in band. and It's like, just... Like, I don't even know if Luff's running it. Do we know? I... Honestly, I don't know that. I mean, like, I don't... I don't know anything about these events. I know it's just a few weeks away, and I've already thought about, like, it's itch, it's bothered me. Like, I get the itch to be like, maybe I could just drive up Friday and right after work and then go play and then you know it's two days and i just don't know it's not gonna happen yeah i, I wish it would but realistically it's be a miracle by this point uh there's also one in tacoma july 14th to 16th and one in tampa later on in the year so right before or right after chaos cup i can't remember which um i don't remember either so But other than that, I think that's all I had. Do you have any shout-outs? 
Well, I did. But? <laughs> but I have to not say it. I was going to give a shout out to, like, I got this package in the mail, and it has full of these amazing things and i was like who sent this and it was from brian mitchell and then i was like i don't know why he gave me these but this is really nice and it's really weird because you know brian mitchell does this uh gi joe show all american brian yeah and i've been trying to get these they released some gi joe versus cobra comics for joe cons when they used to have gi joe conventions there was like 11 issues and I've been slowly trying to get those. Well, the last two are really hard because probably a lower print run and all that stuff. Yeah. And every eBay auction I could find them with came with like a G.I. Joe collector box. Or this other one came with this uh, signed. It was signed by like 12 different people from Hasbro hmm. and like Larry Hama and all these signatures on this this pictures it was like a one picture with a bunch of little pictures almost like a high school yearbook yeah and everybody had a signature on them but all these auctions were like 50 dollars, and all i wanted was the comic but the comic is so scarce if you do see it it's usually for more most of the time now somebody's gonna ebay look now and tell me there's one for ten dollars <laughs> of I course i want to hear about it stop it steve because i know that's what I, you're doing nope <laughs> and i before i got that package in from brian mitchell I told Jennifer, I was like, I'm going to send these secretly to Brian so he'll get them and he'll be surprised. And if he wants to show them on his <laughs> YouTube show or keep them yeah. or, you know, give them away to somebody, he can. Because if I keep this, like I want to keep them because they look cool. But at the same time, I have enough clutter that I'm trying to control. So I thought, I'm just going to send those to him. Well, I was mad because I was like, he sent me all this cool Blood Bowl stuff and he beat me to the punch, and now it's going to look like I'm, you know, retaliating gift, free <laughs> gifting, and I was really mad at him. And then I finally mentioned to you that Brian Mitchell sent me this stuff, and you were like, "I bought those from Brian Mitchell. They're for the tournament." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, this stuff's for the tournaments." Okay, never mind. Yeah, I and told you I that was... a long time ago. You just must have forgot, or maybe I didn't. I don't know. Oh, I definitely forgot. But yeah, um, it's a full so... set of novels that we'll be giving away. Unless Scott wants to keep them. Uh, we'll see. That's what I was being vague about. Ah. To her. Um, anyways, so I was going to give him a big shout out. Uh, I will give a big shout out to Roger Oman, who used to play up in Tulsa, moved to Florida. Mm -hmm. um, he sent me a bunch of like comics. I got the free comic nice. hookup that Steve used to get all the time. Like, Sweet. You like comics? How about this? <laughs> so I think I think Roger definitely likes me more than Steve, which is great because I, I need a few fans. But uh, he's like, yeah, I can send these comics. My kid doesn't seem interested. I'm going to send them to you. And I'm like, oh, God, because I'll keep them all. I just can't throw away stuff that like I don't need. Of course. Like the G.I. Joe stuff. I, I'd rather pay $20 to ship them somewhere mm -hmm. for somebody else to throw away than me. Anyways, um, but there's some cool stuff in there. And I'm gonna find. I'm gonna keep what I want to keep. Uh, Gary went through it as well. He kept, he asked if he could have a few books or if I was interested. And I said you can take them. And then um, I'm gonna find a home for the rest of them. So not gonna be any issue whatsoever getting rid of these. There's some cool. There's like a Battlestar Galactica number one and two and three huh. in there. Now they're not worth anything really, but they're also not easy to find. So it's one of those weird books that like, yeah, the value is like five bucks if you're a yeah. collector, but. I'm keeping those just because you don't see those too often in good shape and they're from the seventies. So it's kind of neat. Well, I saw him last at a pinball festival. So I guess, I mean, 
He doesn't really need to send me anything, but fine. You get all the fun stuff. Um, sorry, sorry, no, bro. No, it's fair. I mean, I sold all my comics, so whatever. Sorry, bro. Um, speaking <laughs> of that, <laughs> you really should read some of the new new DC stuff since they did this new Dawn of DC, like relaunch of some number ones. Been stuff, tempted, but not at five bucks a piece. That, well, there's some stuff that's really pretty decent. Even the Shazam book's really cool, so. Yeah. And again, yeah, I know there's a new Green Lantern one, but I didn't. I didn't I, that one. I went to the comic store the other day. Um, I have been picking up some old Green Lanterns, um, the '80s stuff. Nothing past the end of the first, well, second series. But um, no, I'm not picking up new stuff. Just I'm not spending five bucks on one comic. Or if I, I am, I'm going to get an old one. I got you. No worries. You become that guy. Yep. Nostalgia man. Uh, it was better, duh. <laughs> yep, you've t- you've totally turned into one of those, boomer. No, just that's fine. I'll accept it. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, no, I don't think I have any more shout outs. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. Um, but okay, no, nah, we're good. We're well, good to go, my man. This is probably a longer side of the episode, so enjoy. And we'll be back probably shortly with an Oklahoma Bowl primer because it's that time of year. I mean, everybody should have their rosters in by then. But, yeah, we'll just kind of go over that. Hopefully. We'll see. (laughs) All right. You guys have a wonderful day. And you too, Steve. You too. Bye. You too. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Real Scott Prime. And Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. You know, a lot of prospective brides ask me these days, Father, what is the church's attitude to fellatio? And I tend to reply by telling them a little story about the first time I was asked that question. It was a couple of years ago now, and a young, attractive bride-to-be came up to me after a service and asked me just that question. Father, what is the church's attitude to fellatio? And I replied, well, you know, Joanne, I'd like to tell you, but unfortunately, I don't know what fellatio is. (laughs) And so she showed me. (laughs) And ever since, whenever anyone has asked me the question, Father, what is the church's attitude to fellatio? I always reply, Well, you know, I'd like to tell you. Unfortunately, I don't know what fellatio is. (laughs) 